This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innal hamdalillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlil fala hadiyalah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون إخوتي في العقيدة وفي الإسلام يقول الله عز وجل وخلق الإنسان ضعيفا. My brothers and sisters, start by praising Allah Almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa taala, when He was describing humanity, Allah mentions that we are weak. وخلق الإنسان ضعيفا. And many verses allude to this that we are weak. And when the scholars explain this, we are weak in many ways. Among the ways that we are weak is our inability to continuously obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We always fall into sin. We often make mistakes. And inshallah ta'ala, what I want to speak about is How do you deal with sins as a believer? No doubt you will sin how should you deal with them? And I hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all of our sins, the minor and major. Is first of all, Ikhwan, if it's important that you know what's a sin and what's not a sin, what's minor and what's major. And this comes down to ilm, knowledge and education. It's no coincidence that the scholars would compile books that just discuss the kabair, like al-kabair al-imam al-dhahabi. He compiled the major sins and he explained what they are, how people fall into it, how to avoid them, the ahadith and the verses that speak about them. Similarly, Ibn Hajar al-Haytami has another book called Az-Zawajir. So the scholars, they would talk about these things so that you can know what's a sin. And many times what happens is someone is engaged in a sin and they have no idea. Someone doesn't know that this is haram. There are the ones that we all know, the big ones we all know, but sometimes many people will say, I didn't know this was not allowed. Or I didn't know this was haram. So educate yourself on what you 
are supposed to stay away from. Knowing the sharr is important. عرفت الشر لا لشر لكن لتوقيه ومن لا يعرف الشر من الخير يقع فيه. That what we we know we need to know what's wrong so that we can avoid it. If you don't know what's wrong from what's right, then you will definitely fall into it. Now, the fact of the matter of is that we often fall into sin. And what we need to know is, how can we limit the amount of sins we are falling into to begin with? How can we act accordingly after we sin? So these two are very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the glad tidings. Allah says, إِن تَجْتَنِبُوا كَبَائِرْ مَا تُنْهَوْنَ عَنْ نُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ وَنُدْخُلُكُمْ مُدْخَلًا كَرِيمًا If you avoid the major things that we have prohibited from you, إِن تَجْتَنِبُوا كَبَائِرْ مَا تُنْهَوْنَ نُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ Allah said, I will expiate and, and forgive you for the smaller ones. وَنُدْخُلُكُمْ مُدْخَلًا كَرِيمًا And you will enter into paradise. So the first step, ikhwani fillah, is avoid the major sins. Avoid the major sins. And if you want to know a broad, a good definition for what is a major sin, any sin that is connected with a punishment in this world or the next is considered a major sin. Any sin where the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever does that is cursed is a major sin. So stay away from those. Again, it comes back to learning about them. But ikhwani fillah, there are certain things that make us sin to begin with. And the first one, ikhwani fillah, is that we prepare ourselves the, the environment whereby that sin will happen by our own doing. Anyone that fell into zina, it didn't happen immediately. There were steps that came before it. Anyone that is now involved in a haram business, that didn't happen immediately. There were steps that happened before it. So avoid creating the perfect environment for you to sin. Now, this is something we have to think about. Who tends to do something haram related to al-mal, to wealth? One that is either obsessed with it or in desperate need of it. Which is why the scholars would say, for example, avoid getting into many debts. Because when you have many debts, you will be desperate to gain wealth and you will not consider where you're getting it from. So you need to think about sometimes, what am I getting myself into? If your fitna is nisa, right, the opposite gender, and you work in a place where there's a lot of free mixing, then you have put yourself in that situation. If you, so you need to ensure that you do not put yourself in the environment whereby sinning becomes easy to begin with. If you have a friend that does a particular haram, and when you're with them, you do it as well, then you know what you need to stop. It could be anything. It could be sometimes some people, they sin alone. The advice to them is be with righteous people. Limit the time you're by yourself. Some people sin with particular friends. Avoid those friends. Some people, does that make sense? This is very important to remember that you block the pathways to the them. يَقُولُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلُ وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَةً وَسَاءَ سَبِيلًا Do not go near zina. لِذَلِكَ the ulama, they say, anything that leads to it is also haram, not just the zina itself. وَقِسْ عَلَى هَذَا And take that as an example for all the other sins as well. So the first advice, avoid any, to, to create the environment for the sin to begin with. The other advice, ikhwani fillah, is 
عدم الاستصغار don't think it's something small it's just a small lie I just broke one promise no it is the mentality of when you start belittling the sin that you start doing it over and over again and that's the last thing you want you should the sagira it's not a sagira when you look at it in its reality the minor sin is minor compared to the major sins but it is still a major thing this is why they say لا تنظر إلى صغر ذنب وانظر إلى عظم من عصيت do not look into the, uh, the, the, the minor sin itself, the fact that it's minor. Look at the greatness of the one you have disobeyed. So, this is why the Prophet said, And avoid the sins that, are, that people find uh, small. Right? People think it's not a big deal. Avoid those mainly. Because they will collect and collect and collect until they become like mountains. So, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even in the sagair. The other thing that we have to avoid as it relates to sin is al-israr, which is doing it continuously. That is not the way of the believer. Now I want you to imagine these two people or think about these two types of people. One person, they fell into a sin they, ne- they never planned. They never planned. It wasn't premeditated. They didn't think, but they fell into it and they immediately felt bad and they repented. That is how it should be. And now think about the one he thought about doing it. He wanted to do it. He did it. He didn't feel any regret. This is the one that you shouldn't be. And often, the people that do a sin over and over and over again, what will happen is, the first time you do it, you're shocked. You feel bad. You feel like you should do something. You feel regret. You do it the second time, third time. By the time you're at the 15th and the 20th time, it becomes a regular thing. You don't even feel that you're doing something wrong. You don't even feel that you're doing something wrong. And this is what we need to avoid because that is a sign that your heart is dying. And that's the last thing you want. So the way we should behave is with sin, remember that your heart is supposed to be pure. And our sins make our heart, it it dirties our heart. And your your relationship with the dhunub should be when you sin, it's as if some dirt fell into it and you immediately wash it off. But if you leave it, and then another speck, and then another speck, before you know it, Rather, their hearts have become uh, blackened by the sins they were doing. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ said, whenever someone commits a sin, a black spot appears in their heart. But if you repent, then Allah removes that. May Allah make us among those that repent regularly. So, ikhwani fillah, avoid doing something continuously, doing what is known as al-israr. Because one of the most negative consequences of doing a sin all the time, right? And you know yourself, you know yourself, you know what you're struggling with. And if you're continuously going back to a particular sin, you've normalized it in your mind, you don't see it as the great thing it was when you first started, then you are someone that is doing israr and this is very dangerous. Now, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks often about the hypocrites in the Quran and one of their sins that they would commit often was al-halful al-kadhib they would swear by Allah and lie yahlifuna billah yahlifuna billahi ma qalu yahlifuna billah innahum they would always do this and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about on the hereafter Allah says sayahlifuna lahu kama yahlifuna lakum on the day of judgment when they're standing in front of Allah, they will be swearing and lying in front of the Almighty like they would swear and lie in front of you. Man ash ala shay'in mata alayhi. Wa man mata ala shay'in 
If you lived doing something, you will die doing that. And if you die doing that, you'll be resurrected like that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those that die doing good and be resurrected doing good. There was a sahabi of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who died while he was saying, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, and he was hajj. He broke his neck and he died. He fell off his camel. The Prophet ﷺ He will be resurrected on the day of judgment, reciting the talbiyah. Allahu Akbar. May Allah make us those that are recited, that those that are resurrected doing good, ikhwani fillah. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسان مسلم من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين على أمور الدنيا والدين والعاقبة المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين إخواني في الله Among the worst things one can do as it relates to sin is what is known as الجهر بالمعاصي It is to do it publicly And this is something that a lot of people don't understand or perhaps get wrong Right you have the concept, and I'm sure you heard, you've heard of it, uh, right? those that commit sin privately, but then in public, uh, seem pious, seem righteous, but are privately sinning, this is a big problem. No doubt it is a big problem. right? But the problem isn't that they are not sinning publicly. The problem is that they are sinning privately, and they need to fix that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to them we say, don't allow Allah Almighty to be the one that you don't care about when, when he sees you, but you care about the people. But some people, they've done an, the opposite of that, and they say, well, that means that I'd rather do it publicly than, than privately or something, something along those lines, where they say, well, you might as well, I, I don't care what people think of me. If I am not obeying Allah, why should I worry about what the people think? That this is what some people think. And they will say, listen, it doesn't matter what I'm doing publicly. No, it does. It does matter what you do publicly. And the Prophet wasallam said, كُلُّ ذَنْبٍ muafa إِلَّا mujahirun." Every single sinner or every sin, it will be forgiven or it can be forgiven. It can be pardoned except those who do it publicly. Because that, uh, on top of your sin, you have an act of shamelessness in there, a carelessness in there. A doing it publicly means you're normalizing it. You're making, you, others are looking at you and seeing it. Perhaps then now they will do it. So no ikhwani fillah. Avoid doing sins publicly. In other words, if you're someone that's struggling with a particular sin, let's say someone drinks alcohol for example, wallahi for that person to do it publicly is worse than if they do it privately. It is worse because when you're openly sinning, it is known as al-jahru bil-ma'asi. And the Prophet ﷺ said that every sin will be forgiven except those that do it publicly. So fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that sense, my brothers and sisters. And may Allah forgive all of our sins. Now another example of doing al-jahru bil-ma'asi that isn't perhaps uh, the same as the one that we know is that you might have done it privately, but then you boast about it. You talk about it. Last night I've done this and that. I have this, I've stolen this, I have done this, I have oppressed fulan, this is what I have done. You telling others, this is a form of al-jahru bil-ma'asi as well, and you will come under this hadith where the Prophet wasallam mentioned earlier, we mentioned earlier. Both are not allowed, so don't do that. So how should you be with your dhunub ikhwani fillah? First of all, when you sin, rush to the repentance of Allah. When you sin, regret it. When you sin, do something good afterwards, immediately. And some of the ulama, and I'm going to conclude here because this is a very vast topic and uh, I don't want to 
be standing here all day. The ulama, they give a very interesting example, ikhwan, if you like. They say that among the ways to win against the shaitan, because we are, against the, we are in a fight with the shaitan here. Among the ways, they said, is that when you sin, do something good immediately afterwards. And in fact, don't do just one good thing, do many good things. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, in al-hasanat yudhibna as-sayyat. Indeed, good deeds, they erase the bad deeds. So whenever you do something haram, immediately followed up with a good deed. And if, you can, if it can be from the same type of thing that you've sinned in, then do that. For example, you've spoke badly against your mother or father, now start doing a lot of good for them. If you have done something um, haram related with money, then start giving a lot of sadaqah. Right, So you basically cancel out the sin, number one. But then the ulama said, and some of the salihin, they said this as a tajriba. They've tried this and they said, when the shaitan saw us, whenever we do something bad, we do so much good, he stopped us from asking to do bad. Because now the sin has a positive effect. You sin, okay, subhanallah, I'm going to pray qiyam tonight. You sin, I'm going to give sadaqah. You sin, I'm going to fast Thursday and Monday. If you have that mentality, the sin will become less and less and less. And even, uh, even then, if it's a mu'adil issue, a mathematical issue, you're doing more good than, than bad to begin with. And this should be the way of the believer. Inna al-hasanat yudhibna sayyad. I want to finish with one final point, ikhwanifillah, and that is when we see others sinning. When we see others committing haram, what is our role? Our role is to guide them back to the haqq. Our role is to make dua for them. Our role is to want good for them, not to spread rumors about them, not to be the judge, jury, and executioner. We shouldn't be like that. We should advise them. The Prophet ﷺ said, the haqq of every other Muslim is an nusuhu li kulli Muslim. We should advise them in the best way possible. And we should want good for them. And also, we should do as known as a satr, and that is to cover up. Cover up their sins. Don't expose them. Don't remind them. Cover it up. Wallahi, if you look at the seer of our Prophet ﷺ and how he was with his companions and how he would cut, and sometimes even the Prophet ﷺ wouldn't make a big deal out of it. A sahabi came to him and he mentioned that he committed a sin, that if I were to make, tell you explicitly what it was, a lot of you would be shocked. A sahabi came to him and said, Ya Rasulullah, I've done this. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Did you pray Asr with us? He said, Yes. The Prophet said, bad, Good deeds erase bad deeds. And that was it. The point I'm trying to make is the way we deal with others, it should be a way with wisdom and hikmah, da'wah and dua. And never be someone that uh, spreads the sins of others, talks about them continuously, because you wouldn't want that to be done. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us all and to forgive our sins. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us repent to him regularly and often and seek his forgiveness. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that constantly are repenting. If our Prophet did it 70 times a day, we should do it as, at least as much, ikhwani fillah. صلوا على نبيكم كما أمركم الله تعالى حيث قال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي المشكور وعمل المتقبل المبرور اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة 
This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.